Rebound. 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 Hello, Brooklyn. This is the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 88. And we live from studio. Hey, it's your boy, Pod Nam. What's up, Pod Drew? What's up, Pod Nam? It's, it's me from uh, live from studio B Wick. And uh, episode 88. And this stretch of no sports on right now has me feeling irate. There's nothing on right now. All-star break in the NBA. Of mm-hmm. course, my beloved Niffle football is long over at this point, a couple weeks over. Mm-hmm. There's no good sports to watch. I don't personally care about college b-ball, so I'm, uh, I'm not doing well over here in Studio B-Wick at Padnam. What does that mean for you? Like, What are you actually doing with this, all this downtime right now? I mean, you know I do. I, get, I have nothing to do but get lost in a bunch of a Song of Ice and Fire theories, like go down all these rabbit holes. I'm not doing well right now. Notes are in down. Weird notes on pads and stuff. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, uh, looks looks kind of crazy over there. I'm, with... I'm losing it. <laughs> Please tell me there's good news that we have good stuff to talk about today on the pod. Well, you know, uh, good news is the Nets can't lose any games right now. <laughs> well, that's good news for you and your fellow Nets fans, I suppose. And neither can the Cavs. That's true. I mean, uh, yeah, losing games, you know, regular season games isn't my concern right now. I'm more concerned about the team gelling under Coach Lou and uh, what we can do for these playoffs going forward. But, yeah, that's true. So you're talking about playoffs rebound. right now. And, and that's the rebound. Time. Rebound. And that is what I'm going to be talking about rebound. and thinking about. I mean, what what is rebound. the pre-playoff um, pre period for, really? Well, we could get into it. It might be for trades a little bit mm-hmm. to get some teams playoff ready. Other teams right. that aren't going to be making the playoffs still are going to be uh, getting assets and all of that, planning for the future. But for those playoff teams, I mean, this is really the period coming up to really, like I said, gel, hopefully, get your team in prime shape to make a push, as my Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, will be doing. Now, when you say gel, are you uh, referencing a very ter- not terrible, but I guess a good marketing ad with Dr. Scholes? <laughs> if you're saying that my calves need to be gelling like if like Magellan and all of that, yeah, yeah, I just want to confirm that. I was not referencing that per se, but I mean, if we want to get into it, we can't. Are, are you trying to restart that ad campaign from what nigh on a decade ago, probably? Uh, probably about a decade. And you know what? Why not? Let's plug companies that. Uh, haven't paid us and see if it works out for us. Oh, if we want to plug companies that haven't paid us, that's that would be pretty easy. That would be every company ever in creation. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of getting paid, uh, let's see where I can bring this transition. A new job right. is new job is oh, open. There's a, yeah, there's a couple places. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. There's a new job opening that someone's trying to get, and it's usually I don't know if you heard about this, Drew. Maybe you want to put your hat in the running, uh, but the next yeah. general manager position is still vacant. And trade still deadline, vacant, huh? Still trade deadline. Today's Tuesday. Trade deadline's about in um, less than forty-eight hours, maybe thirty-six hours, give or take. You know what, Padna? My hat is going to stay firmly planted on my head because I'm not interested in this Nets uh, GM job. Why do I want to come in here? They're, the Nets again, going back to assets. The Nets have few and far between. Maybe they have a couple of players they can trade, but in terms of uh, young talent, not really, and potential to get young talent. Not really either, because they're getting no damn draft picks coming up for years on end right now. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. They played uh, the last four games before the All-Star break uh, last started last Wednesday, right? For, for for the Nets, at least, and most of the NBA. Some play, some teams played on Thursday night, last Thursday there night. There was like two games on Thursday, and then yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah so uh, they won their last game, which was against – actually, no – Mind, scratch that. Rewind. They lost their last game by mm-hmm. 19 points by the, to the Grizzlies. Yeah, there's a bit of difference between <laughs> winning a game and losing by 19. Yeah, that I mean, re- could be a moral victory for them. I was now. reading it top, bottom, it. bottom, top. Anyways, so they went two and two the last four games. It probably could have been four and zero oh if they didn't lose a heartbreaker against the 76ers. Yeah, come on. That's I mean that's bad. I mean, are the Nets and the Sixers are the, are you going to say they're the two? I mean, even just um. Score, not score, but uh, record-wise, are they the two worst records in the league right now? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think the Lakers have them beat. So I think the Nets are either fourth worst or fifth worst in the NBA. And there's another team that's worse than them. Fourth or fifth only. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were lower down than that. But, you know, that means their draft pick is, is going to be awesome this year. Uh, <laughs> so that's great. For those Celtics or whoever the Celtics trade that pick. Yeah, they're probably Celtics are probably they're, tra- they're desperately trying to trade these picks. Like, like man. Uh, well, they want to get they want they think they have a decent team, but they want to get. Like I've just been saying, for the playoffs, they're a team that's looking at the playoffs 2016 right now, so they need a big piece. And we've talked about it before with them. They need a scoring option that they don't really have right now. I think, but I mean, we don't uh, want to get. Are we getting the full trades right now? Or you want to talk? No, about no, no, no. I just wanted to. I, I just wanted to just bring that up just because it was on my mind. But we want to stay Nets focused. Talk about the state of the next. Right. Then we'll talk about rumors. Talk about where potential people could be because the trade deadline is coming. A couple updates with injuries around the NBA. What how impact a certain number of teams and uh, let's say NBA Eastern Conference South division and then also we we want to we want to make sure that people know what happened during the all-star break in T-Dot did did Drake come out and say hey again my name is Drake several times maybe you guys didn't know that now you do Padnan by the way before not to get fully into it I know we're keeping nuts focused right now but I was kind of a surprise to see Drake at this festivities of course that you would expect him to see him there as being a Toronto guy but I, last I had saw him, I'd seen him rather. He was still in old Studio B, yeah, which is in Manhattan, of course. Brooklyn Rebound Studio B, frozen on the spot in there. Yeah, uh, last seen with us, so I didn't realize that he got unfrozen. And in fact, Studio B was demolished. So I had kind of thought, uh oh, we didn't go back for him. He might have gotten demolished. We kind it. of forgot to let Drake out. Yeah, but apparently someone else let him out, or he did escape. And wasn't frozen and was seen. So, so, so I, uh, I have found out a little bit of. I don't know. I don't have the whole story. Maybe our our guests later on can elaborate on it. We have a guest uh, coming. That's on. right. We should have a guest coming. But up. you know, on studio at Studio B that was demolished. Right across Studio B was what hotel? A Trump Towers Hotel or Trump Hotel. Right, and then the last person also was at 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 Studio B was me and. Donald Trump and Trump was there. He, I knew that he had escaped because he's been on our podcast since um, me and uh, Chris Walken put him in a hole there. Well, I mean, if if the uh, I mean, uh, no, I, I don't know why I'm admitting to that right now. I guess it was on a podcast. But. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know why you would just go into detail about that, but that seems kind of weird. <laughs> let's uh, go. Okay, let's about these Nets Grizzlies they play the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, I mean, real quick, I think uh, since you know it's possible for Donald Trump maybe to become president then anything's possible right like kg said yeah so maybe drake just let himself out or maybe donald trump took him to trump hotel gave him a nice suite uh invited Nicki minaj and wheezy f baby to hang out with them and they all had sex together i don't know so that seems possible not you just bringing up kg like you did just now gave me an idea mm. what if trump decides to make kg his running mate as vice president and then like if if countries try to send nukes our way or bombs or stuff, yeah. KJ can like swat them down like he does when people try to put shots up after the whistle blows. You know, is that something? Well, so when LeBron or someone tries to put up a shot after the whistle blows and he jumps up and blocks it in front of the rim, now, he could just do that for our country on a nationwide level. Now I like that idea, and I think it's definitely uh, plausible with maybe the current administration in office. But the only person that has that much political power. That's NBA related is obviously Dennis Rodman, the worm. So KG would not be able to do that because recently he's been doing the State Farm commercials and that takes up a lot of time dressing up as an old man. And yeah, those are well, he doesn't have to dress up much. He is an old man, but those are creepy commercials. If we want to get into more commercial talk, well, I don't like those. well, I mean, I, why don't you like him? Is because they're creepy. Like there's a one love is on a little boy's head and Damian Lillard is a baby and what Chris. Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan are a married couple. Like it's weird. What? It's not. It's not possible for Chris Paul to have a son that looks like Kevin Love. I'm, it's implausible, certainly, but it, it's it may be possible, but it's not not possible for him to have one that has Kevin Love's adult head on it on a skinny little body. Yeah, that I don't think that's possible. Normally, I would agree with you, but because KG's in that commercial. Anything is possible. Right? Well, he, like I said, he is an old guy. He, that's the most right. realistic part. What about these Nets? I mean, they they did get a win in um, 
you know, they, they got two wins in their last four. I think that's what you were trying to say earlier. Right. I mean, I probably didn't <laughs> describe it as positively as I wanted to. But, you know, these guys are, are playing uh, a little bit more freely, uh, which I mentioned before. But they don't have – there's two things that they don't have, which makes them already written off. And I think I have uh, maybe mentioned it last podcast. It's been a while. But when, with Jared Jack, as without Jared Jack, mm-hmm. they're currently – Jacking off is put to a halt for this year. Yeah. Four and 17 since that J- Jared Jack has been gone. That seems uh, about the same as like, what's the change there. I mean, less ones, more ones. It's, it was two and 15 last time. So, okay. Um, so they've only increased two, two wins. I would say that's pretty negligible, uh, the difference being made here. Um, but, no, I mean, like, you don't have a point guard. You have Donald Brown and Shane Larkin, really. They're Don, not- Donald Sloan, you mean, right? Donald Brown is also from UConn. He's coming in and playing for <laughs> for them. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have Tony Brown, their coach. Uh, that's what I was trying to get to. Uh, Tony Brown is their coach, Anthony Brown. And he's never had head coaching experience. And it would be like, for example, I don't know, um, uh, Raja Bell showing up for the Cavs head coaching position after David Blatt uh, came in. You know, like it just it, – it would be – ridiculous because this guy doesn't have any experience but you're just throwing him in not and he has assistant coaching experience but i don't know people like tyrone lou anyways so that's why he got i don't think raja bell has assistant coaching experience even like his his role with the Cavs right is not a coach a coaching yes his role is to close down kobe bryant whenever he sees him i think (laughs) right yeah that's that's a tribute they're gonna give to him or tyron lou's role then is to get in the way if ai tries to come back and to lie down in front of him wait so Um, so as as, real quick uh segue uh i guess tangent hall of fame class was announced right uh you got alan iverson you got Shaq. you got yao ming uh now that's the one that i was like yo yao ming does not deserve to be in the in the hall of fame well we can get we can get into it uh if you want to get into it now i I was gonna i said the same thing in my mind but then i looked up his stats and and it was really fucking good uh but for how long did he, he even play for that long he played for eight years man that's not that long. I mean, for a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Famer. No, I mean, I'm saying twelve years minimum. So let's put it in this perspective. Uh, Grant Hill is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think so. But people would merit Grant Hill is a Hall of Famer based because they they like him. But like, say, say he only played seven years of good basketball, and his college didn't count. They'd be like, oh, seven years of good basketball out of a fifteen or fourteen year career. That's fine. You know, but, but you're saying Yao Ming played seven out of eight years of good basketball at least. I don't. Yeah. Know. No, look at his stats because the rookie year is when he started. It was it, he was runner up for rookie of the year. He lost to Amari Stoudemire, and then he retired one one game into uh, his last season because of the foot problem. But the year before that, he was still averaging double doubles, thirteen and ten, and three blocks. But everyone who averages a double-double can't be in the Hall of Fame, and that's ridiculous to me. Like, uh, a lot of players have done that over their career or for a portion of their career. But, like, uh, if you, I think you need to, to – in my opinion, like, it's all whatever, objective anyway, but or subjective rather. But to be in the Hall of Fame, I think you should have had a greater impact on the game in some way. Now, I understand Yao Ming has, like, a global impact because of who he is. Being like the most popular Chinese player of all time has made the game a lot more popular in that country, which is a big global power kind of, and like it brings more fans and all of that. I understand that, but I don't think that has should have anything to do with your play on the court itself. And Yao Ming just didn't have that big of an impact. Like he's a bigger name to me than a player. You know, I just don't agree with this. So that is, I thought what I saw was the announcements of like who who could potentially be in it, but he he's actually going to be in and. This is official with Iverson, Ming. Who else did he say? Oh, Shaq. Shaq, yeah. Those are the headlines. Cheryl Swoops also made it good uh, Good on her. Uh, a couple, right. a referee. Oh, David Aldrich, uh, NBA on TNT guy, made it. All right. I mean, I guess, like, the Hall of Fame is just not just, the, obviously, the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, so that's that. to counter your point and also to follow up with uh, the same logic, like, they consider the whole body of basketball, right? So college basketball for Grant Hill and Larry Johnson and, like, all those people that contributed to – even if it was like a f- for a four year career or, or someone like Carmelo Anthony who went in his freshman year, how big was that? You know, for basketball, his basketball career. You know, for Carmelo to go one and out but still win it in the championship. All right. Yes. So do you think Carmelo's going to be on the Hall of Fame one day? 
Uh, yeah, if Bernard King as a scorer could get there, I think Carmelo definitely will be in there. Um, he's also a gold medalist too, right? That's part yeah, of it. Yeah. So Yao Ming uh, played professionally in the CBA, Shanghai Sharks, and he av- he played for five years. Uh, there's no college statistics here, but this is what we have to go on. He had 21 and 14 uh, one year, and then he had 27 and 20, and then 32. Obviously, these flat these stats are inflated, but that projected him to get to number one pick into the NBA, right? So, yeah. Um, all right. I, I mean, it's pretty borderline still to me, but all right. If it's the whole basketball thing, it's not just the NBA honors, I guess. All right. Well, I'm done talking about the— What's the Yao debate's over for now? I mean, are we still talking about any— well, the last or Nets stuff here. The last bit of news for the Nets is they well, got the G, well. Sorry, the GM, right? You're you're saying I could put my head in the ring. I declined. But who did you want to talk about? Who it may be coming? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to let you do a, a quick hire or fire. Okay. Based on these prospects, and the hiring would be for this Nets GM position. We got Brian Colangelo. Formerly the Toronto... I think we mentioned him already maybe on the last podcast or one of the last ones. Yeah, he, he was one of the first ones to be rumored, but he's a front runner now, apparently, according to Woj and Howard Beck and all these other people. And then also Kara Zofas, a very uh, Russian-European GM-friendly acumen. I don't know really much about him other than he's overseas doing his thing. Uh, and then you got Sean Marks, the Aus- Australian, who... Is also in the running. He's in the Spurs organization right now. He's yeah. highly touted. He's so. the assistant GM to the Spurs GM. Yep. So that's going to be his uh, credentials, I guess. I mean, I suppose going off those, yeah, like I don't really know much about the other guy. You meant the, what is it? The Russian or what's the country? Is the other guy from? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna butcher his country. I'll just butcher his name. I don't know. So. Well, he's the okay. I'm looking at him now. He's the assistant GM for the the Nuggets. Oh, who, who are one of the teams that the the Nets just beat on the last four games? Right. But I guess all right. So I, I have something pulled up about these guys. Karnasovas. That's who you said, right? Yeah. They're saying he's brought in guys on the Nuggets like Nurkic and Jokic from Eastern Europe who are, look like pretty good talents. So it's his credentials. He's Lithuanian. Okay, like my man Big Z. All right. Wait. Um, wait. Is uh. Is Big Z uh, Zoolander? Who's that? Zoo is your Drunas Ogowskis. What are you thinking? Oh, I, I don't, Zoolander. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm just trying to do some plugs for movies that haven't paid us. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander <laughs> 2 came out just uh, this past weekend, and I think it was a right. big old flop at the box office. So Right. But will the Nets' new GM be a flop? I mean, who do you like? So we didn't – I mean, Colangelo's other, the third one then who's yeah, obviously you know, had – only one of these three has had a GM role. So I'll, I'll pick my hire and I'll pick my two fires. My hire will be Sean Marks because this guy has NBA playing experience. I don't know if you need to be a great player to be a great GM. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like you can relate a little bit more to players that way. And – a lot of owners can't relate to players like Vivek and Robert Sarver. and That's certainly true. Uh, except, Almost any owner, frankly. Right, except Jordan. Jordan's probably the only one that can, right. but uh, he's an anomaly. But with that, with that being said, Sean Marks has – I don't know if he has a Midas touch, but obviously whatever the Spurs are drinking, I want some of that. I want some of that right now for this organization yeah. to be put in. And I wouldn't be opposed to the other two, but like my preference is to hire Sean and fire Brian Colangelo because he did he did turn around the Phoenix Suns and the Raptors, but he also turned them down as well. Like they went downhill. Yeah. So I'm going to fire Colangelo as well. Uh, definitely, I think. Yeah, I mean they might as well get some fresh blood in here. I think why not? Like because the Nets don't have the. I guess they think Colangelo might be able to work some magic or something with what little they have to work with, but I don't know if that's the right. Also, I mean, like he, ch- I mean, he's made some mistakes, and he's cr- traded uh, Jason Kidd for Stefan Marbury. Yeah, uh, he's done some questionable things. Yeah, and he uh, looked out. They looked out with the Steve Nash, D'Antoni thing. It was definitely it changed the NBA landscape. But like getting Steve Nash, who didn't even want to leave Dallas, was like. Kind of very lucky, and who knew they would win seven, like sixty something games that year, right? So yeah, and now so between Karnasovas and uh, Marks, I guess the plus would be for for that organization, maybe because 
I assume him and um, Prokhorov would be more on the same page with the background, the Russian or that part of the world background, being in the same language, that sort of thing. But I'm going to have to agree with you, and I would say higher marks, and basically for the same reason, the main reason you said, which is the Spurs. I mean, you want to get that Spurs runoff right now, and uh, unlike some coach, I mean, if you want to just, I always like to draw allusions to the NFL real quick, but uh, people say like Belichick, of course, is one of the most, you might compare him with Popovich in the NBA, right? Yeah, they, um, both, they both have no emotion, no emotion when they talk. Yeah. You know, I think Popovich is a funnier guy than Belichick. Oh, but, definitely. Popovich but, um, would kill in stand-up comedy over Bill Belichick. But anyway, they're similar in, in a lot of regards, I think, uh, for being the past couple of decades in their ruling their major they're, sport from the both, coach position. They're both white males, yep. I know. Yep. All right. Yeah, but, but Belichick uh, hasn't had a great track record of his coaches and people that worked with him and the Patriots going elsewhere. Hasn't worked out as well for the other teams that the, these people go to. The Spurs, on the other hand, it seems to be working out a little bit better, if you want to call it the Popovich coaching tree. Now, I know it's not the same. This is the GM assistant, not the coach's assistant, but it's still the same kind of principle. That, that great organization has really been the pinnacle of the NBA it brought in, your, in this century. It brought your Cavs to the finals one year. Uh-huh. So, um, wait, what, what brought my Cavs to the finals? The coaching tree of Popovich. Nah, why am I blanking on how that's true? Mike Brown? Mike Brown, okay. He's part of the coaching tree of Popovich. Yeah. All right, so maybe this argument's not that great. No, all right, but you know what I'm saying. That I'm going to go hired on Marks as well. I think I look, a young guy looks like, uh, I think this is, um, well, the, both the two guys are young. Even Colangelo is not that old, I guess. But, yeah, I, I like that better, I think. I'm going to agree with you, Pop. So, so we agree for once. For once, for once. Say it. Let, it, let it be known for the record that Podnam and Paju have come to the consensus that Sean Marks will be the next GM, which they'll announce. Guess when they're announcing this, Padre? What date? There's a date that's an official announcement. Uh, it's looking, uh, the forecast is looking like bright and sunny for after the All-Star break, which is now, and also after the trade deadline, which is Thursday. Now, why would an NBA team decide to feel like, you know what? Yeah, we don't need a GM right now. We're good. <laughs> that is a little puzzling because of the trade deadlines Thursday. Wait, when are they announcing it on Friday? They're announcing it on Friday. You know why they're doing it on Friday? Why is that? Well, this is all over. Uh, Shoutouts to NetsDaily.com. This is all over NetsDaily and other places on Twitter. Howard Beck reported this first, I think. Because Prokhorov's coming to town to make this decision, but that's not the only reason why he's coming to town. He's coming to town to go to Tower Heights, Brooklyn, about – Five miles away from Barclays Center, the new practice facility will be open Thursday. So this presser, this whole moment, the players will be there. I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets will be there. The Brooklyn mascot that's dead to us, the Brooklyn Knight, will not be there. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that they're reviving him. No, he, uh, he'll not. The ghost, maybe, of him will be there. But why the fuck the Nets feel that it's very important to, to tout this practice facility as a presser then select a GM. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know the answer. Well, I get why they're doing that all at once and, you know, to have the whole thing together like a big, I mean, to have the big announcement. Oh, we got this started. You know, we're moving forward with our new GM, our new facility, all that. What doesn't make as much sense is they're doing this right after the trade deadline ends. Like, they don't want, I mean, the Nets have been involved in trade talks and stuff, too, because of the things we mentioned, like their lack of picks coming up. They're basically one of the worst teams right now. And those are the teams that trade players. So they don't want the new GM to have any say in what happens on this trade deadline, I guess. Who is who makes that decision right now then? Program himself, I'm not really sure. Um maybe I missed something and there's someone making these decisions, but I don't know why I mean why not why not get a GM a, maybe they could have got a new GM a week ago, two weeks ago or whatever, but it wouldn't be enough time to put something together before this deadline. I mean, what do you think? Well, I mean, from a fan standpoint, obviously that's what's making me angry about this. It's just I asked the nine to make it in this log in this logic, thinking presser first and then deal with the GM. But in in terms of maybe the whole organization's vision or what Prokhorov's vision is that hasn't been publicly put out on a blueprint or anything like that, only on a side billboard facing Madison Square Garden with Jay-Z on it. That's the only blueprint that he's put out. <laughs> I think he thinks that this season's a loss, right? As most Nets fans do. I mean, it, clearly it is yeah. by, all, uh, by all accounts. So don't make any, any don't make any rational trades or changes until, you know, after your trade deadline and let other let offers come to them if 
offers but, come to them. Well, you just said don't make any trades till after the trade deadline. I mean, yeah, exactly. Meaning, like, after a season, after, okay. you know, during the summer. And it focuses on free agency with a practice facility. There are always, like, weird things in sports, too. And not, not just in the NBA. In every league where, like, the trade deadline ends and then there's some trades can still be made of certain things in some way, which I don't know all the rules to that. But, I mean, like I just mentioned a minute ago, the Nets are involved right now. I would even say more than, like, heavily involved, kind of, in trade rumors. Mm-hmm. So you don't think those have any merit. They're not trading guys. I mean, we've been talking about it all year before this. Well, there's a lot of stuff that has definitely um, been popping up about Young and Reddy, Thad Young, and Brooke Lopez. And Lopez, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Especially. I mean, one of the one of the most the top teams in the NBA, the T-Dot uh, Raptors, are very interested in doing this. I don't know what's up with these interdivision trades, but maybe they're more common than, than ever been before in history. Because. because right now they're just focused on – Adding, subtracting, you know, from the Nets uh, team completely and just bottoming them out. But then the Nets would get draft picks, which they don't have, and they would get a fresh start, I guess. Uh, for So what would the Lopez trade be for the Raptors? So they have they have to give up? They haven't talked about any uh, particular players in, in the fix. I am thinking that it will, to mat- match salaries, it has to be – Someone like a, a Patterson that's got like a $10 million a year thing, Patrick Patterson thing. Uh, it's got to be like two picks, maybe a late and a first round, and then maybe one other filler of a long contract. I don't know who that would be. I don't think anyone like Lowry, DeRozan, Carroll, no. uh, any of those players no, are, no are coming way. to Brooklyn at all. They want to keep. That would make sense for the Raptors to do. Right, right. So, uh, but if maybe they're thinking, because if they got Jonas Valasunas, maybe if they want Brooke Lopez, that has to be give and take. By the way, Colangelo also drafted Valanciunas' first overall pick, if you recall that one. That's another, uh, I would say, less than stellar mark on his record. Yeah, he's only shown. shown I'm right, right? It was the Raptors' gem in that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's correct. That's correct. You got so, it. Um, you got it. Well, I, I wouldn't love it if Lopez gets T-Dot because, you know, I, the Raptors are really looking like the Cavs' biggest threat in the East right now. And uh, he would certainly, I don't know, maybe it would kill their chemistry somehow, but it's always a potential when a team is playing really well. But, I mean, if he comes in and you have the other three main guys you mentioned, I mean, that's they could only, I would think, get better from that. Yeah, I think um, you got these guys on good contracts, not completely maxed out. The seller cap is supposed to go up by like $20 million next year based on some forecast. So free agency is the only place where they, the Nets can hit a home run right now. And they don't need to get rid of Brooke Lopez and Thad Young to do that. And if they do do that, then what do you have for recruiting? You have a, a brand-new practice facility and uh, you know a, a coach that doesn't know you know up from down. They don't even have their coach. Uh, uh, they have the possibility you could always bring that Brooklyn Knight back in the fold. Maybe that'll entice someone. Man, I, I miss... I miss that guy. I miss that guy a lot. All right. So what about uh, Brooke, though? I'm saying if he goes to Toronto, that could help them, of course. You don't want that because of Cavs. No, but I don't want Brooke to go to any of these other potential contenders in the East, really. So I also heard a potential rumor about him getting traded for Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Now, Whiteside's been involved in a couple of other rumors as well. But have you heard this one that Lopez could get traded there? Now, Whiteside's a free agent next season. Yeah. So that's and apparently the Heat might not want to resign him, but maybe they think if he goes to Brooklyn, they could figure out a way to resign him. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't get the logic in that really um, for the Nets or even what or the Rockets really. I mean, yeah, not the Rockets, the Heat. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I was thinking Whiteside going to other teams as well, but I, I don't get it for the Nets' perspective. Obviously, to get Hassan Whiteside, uh, is there an upside to the Whiteside? I don't know uh, if that's the case because I, I, feel, think, um, I feel like he's only he's they can't resign him because they don't have his bird rights. What I've read is the bird rights are not part of the deal that, that he have. So there's nothing that the Nets can offer that any other team on the market in the free agency can offer in addition to that. So all right, so I guess it doesn't make that much sense. And I didn't think it did to begin with, but it's something I heard. But the idea I think behind it was there another way for the Nets to get. Fairly young talent in when they can't draft, and Whiteside is a big up and coming like talent in the league. It seems to be at least his two K rating. Two K rating off going off the roof. going up. Going what's up. a good two K rating? A ninety. What what's like uh, LeBron in two K? Uh, let's look it up. LeBron 
too. Oh, my, no, my keyboard's not working. So, oh, well, that's sorry, but I think it's like a ninety-eight or ninety-nine for him, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, so that you can't even get a hundred, I guess. No, no one's that perfect. Player yourself. No uh, someone whose ratings probably been going down over the years. Dwight Howard, though, he's also been maybe a bigger trade rumor. Is Howard to, for Whiteside? Right? You've seen this one. Yeah. Uh, D- Dwight Mayer continues to rattle team after team after team. It went from Orlando to the Nets were rattled by it because it made all these moves for the Celtics trading their future. The Lakers were rattled by it. Now the Rockets. Now which other team is going to partake in this Dwight Mayer? Who wants that Dwight Mayer? Who I don't know. I mean, who, who would help? Who would? I mean, we all know the downsides of Dwight potentially. What team would be helped the most by him, do you think? I mean, Miami would definitely turn uh, another page. I feel like Dwight Howard right now, if he's not going to get healthier anymore, he's like a serviceable Alonzo Mourning during the late run of like the you know the Heat when they won with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. I say he's a better version of that because he can play thirty minutes, but the hack of Dwight is still uh, a problem. That and and That'll the NBA, happen, uh, even though today breaking news, I'll put this out there: the NBA did rule that jumping on players' backs will be. A flagrant foul during free throws. So you can't hack at someone by jumping on their back. But right. So, so under them. under two minutes, words. you can't do the hack a whatever. Um, which I I think that's a dumb rule in general because uh, you can't. Why is it under two minutes? You can do it during the rest of the time. It, it has to be universal. Yeah, especially because now people are doing it all throughout, even like into the third quarter. Coaches have been trying. Right. To, right. Taking away from DeAndre the game. Taking away from fluid. You might as well just have like sponsored by an ad here during those hack or whatever, you know, uh, to make more money off that situation. But the whole thing is, under the two minutes, that's when people are jumping on DeAndre Jordan, jumping on Andre Drummond, jumping on, uh, and really, literally jumping on their backs like like a piggyback ride. So. Like jumping on someone's back, literally. Like here's yours. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I want to get, I want to get, at a later point, a later podcast, I want to get more into that whole hack issue. But I feel like we do have our guests coming right up. Is there anything else we want to Yeah, touch let me on? run through some trades. They're not really... Yeah, trade, not rumors, ones that have gone through, even breaking, some today. Breaking right? news by your breaking boy, Pat here. We got the first one. We got Ersan Ilyasova from the Detroit Pistons and B. Jennings heading to the Brand Orlando down. Magic for or, Toby Harris, Tobias. And I don't understand this deal for the magic i don't really i don't know why they're doing this trade do you well more I, veteran presence or whatever that's what they're gonna say i think they're a, another move away that's why it doesn't make sense right now i think they already mentioned shopping tobias Harris in oladipo if you got brandon jennings you got oladipo you got um uh nba no ncaa two-time champion shabazz napier one of them got to go shabazz napier has not been mentioned in these uh, rumors and he's highly touted by Scott Scott. He like Scott Scott likes him, but doesn't like Oladipo. So that means Oladipo. and doesn't like Harris either. Apparently, or didn't know how to play him. I guess. No, but, uh, but I, think I think it opens up for Aaron Gordon. You know who should have been the dunk champion. Obviously, yeah. we'll go into that later. But uh, uh, actually, I guess it has a lot to do with this situation. I think. But yeah, uh, the whole Orlando situation. But yeah, I don't get it. I, I think they should have kept Tobias Harris. I think he's a pretty good young talent. I, I and trading him for. Brandon Jennings, that's not a good enough return to me, to my money. But no, he's got he's got an empty, and he's. I guess what they're doing is getting out of a contract because they did sign him for a long term contract uh, this past season, a three or four year deal. So that's taken off the books now. They're also rumored to be trading Channing Fry. That's a rumor. They're still working on it with the Clippers potentially. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's just moving pieces to. They're in the playoff picture right now, but it's moving pieces for the summer. I think that's really yeah. what it comes down to. So. All right. Well, cool. Moving on, another trade. I, I don't really care about this one, but it does affect the reason why this trades are important. I'm going to mention these two injuries right now. Looks like Chris Bosh may be out for a season. We don't know yet. He's taking blood thinners. He has a blood clot thing again that affected Mirza, affected him last year. It's not contagious. Yeah. It's different cases. Not uh, yet. So he might be out for a season. Who knows? Uh, he's looking to likely come. So that puts a damper on the Heat's picture. Right now, maybe that's why they'll get rid of Whiteside. Then they can't win this year, they think, and they don't want to resign him. Or maybe they want to take a gamble on Dwight and convince him to sign with them in the offseason, right? So, with that being said, also MKG, Michael K. Also out for the year, right? Yeah, uh, he was already out for a long part, but 
they were hoping he would be ready by now. But then I thought he was out, then he came back. And then he right, so uh, his injury of whatever, shoulder, leg, out for the year again. So this trade makes a little sense. Courtney Lee from the Grizzlies in a three-way deal to the Heat. Uh, um, well, actually, no. Hornets acquire Courtney Lee, and then there's a couple other players involved with this. Uh, so three-team deal. Yeah, P.J. Harrison and Brian Roberts will go to the Heat, and then the two picks will go to, I guess, the Grizzlies. Um, two for the second. Yeah, that, that's how that would make sense. Well, look, Inam, I know we, we want to talk more about these trades, but... Uh, Got to talk now basketball! You, now you bring up Courtney Lee, though, and when I think of him, I'm also thinking Orlando Magic, like circa their finals against the Lakers. I'm it just argue- keeps coming back to the Orlando Magic t- recently right here on the pod, so... And it only makes sense that I think... Didn't you book us a guest that has something to do with them as well? You know, you mentioned Orlando Magic makes me think of it, but I also think of Courtney Lee from the New Jersey Nets or maybe the Boston Celtics. Or was there another team he played for? Uh, probably. He's been around a lot. I don't know where you're going with this, but. I, I'm just saying he's a, he's a slut for teams. All right. That's uh, it. I think he's most notable from the Magic in his career because of that playoff finals team. That's true. I got nothing else. Got nothing. Oh, wait. No, I do have someone. You better have something. <laughs> My bad. Let's see here. Um, let me just dial this guy in. Hey, man. Come and call us. It's your boy, Padnu. Wow, that did not type. It just said, hey, come, e. Cali Sadaf. Um, wow, that is uh, quite a lot. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that gets the message across. So <laughs> let's... Uh... The listeners at home uh, were wondering whether or not Padnam is literate or is literate you can read. What's the thing for not being able to uh, write? <laughs> illegible, at least. Uh, if, uh, I, if I'm illegible? Well, yeah, uh, um, considering that my name has been sold out of every single gift shop, they they only can write it once uh, for keychains. So I get oh, that's it. why it's never you never find it because it's yeah. sold out. So it's sold out. Enam is a it's a hot seller. Uh, so let's bring in our guests here. Come from the ways of Disney World, aka the Magic Kingdom, aka Orlando. Jones? Wait, no, that's an actor. Orlando. Yeah, there you go. Now I can't read either. So. Not, not, keep, get off these old commercials. Uh, not Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones was in a commercial? That's what he's most famous for, right? The 7-Up commercials? I would think it's Mad TV, but, I mean... No. Whatevs. We're getting, uh, we're going down more tangent lane here. Yeah, what? What? Wanna, what? Look, hey, look, hey, look, hey, 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 no, hey, hey. Yeah, this is what happens when both of us try to interview a guest. For whatever no, reason, normally it's only one or the other. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, wa- a breather, and then you just tell them to come in, all right? All right, all right. So our guests, well, there's a big uh, – we talk, We didn't talk much about the All-Star game or the break, but it, it's, it's on right now. The All-Star game was two days ago. Three days ago was the dunk contest, which came down to Aaron Gordon v. Zach Levine. It was a crazy contest. People are saying it's one of the best ever – reinvigorating the thing. Aaron Gordon ended up, in my opinion, getting robbed by the judges who eventually, it went to essentially overtime. They were doing extra dunks. Zach Levine did the, t- the repeat. He won for the second year in a row. At the back. And in my opinion, though, I would have given the, given the win to Aaron Gordon, who employed some dunks I've never seen before. And uh, he, was, he had a lot of help from the Magic mascot, Stuff, uh, the Magic Dragon. And Stuff is our guest today on... Brooklyn Rebound podcast. Hello, stuff. Hi there. How you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I mean, honestly, the first time I'm speaking to you, your voice isn't quite what I really imagined it would be from your look, you know. But shouldn't judge a book. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Was that, that sounds like a pretty racist uh, criticism. You think whoa, people whoa, all whoa. sound the same? Huh? No. Why do you have to bring race into it immediately? I just said about by seeing him on TV, I, I wouldn't think he hey. would sound that way. Hey, you I know, speak- you know. Go ahead. Go and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just want to say, uh, Pod, now I'm just so glad that someone decided to say something because I just, I'm always judged. It's, there's prejudice. It's terrible. Right. right. Horrible. Oh, horrible. Well, I assure you, I assure you stuff. I, I meant no offense by that. It. It's just but, like, you know, you, know you, you stop talking right now because you've already said what you had to say and you made your point. And it's just going to be a horrible interview from here on out. So good uh, job. Uh, uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me, yeah, let me interject. Like, let me interject. Right. Uh, my, my pod partner, you know, he may be, you know, he may be a little, be a little off on certain uh, social issues. You know, he's not really up to date. So uh, maybe he hasn't got up to 
up to speed on this because the last podcast I did with the mascot, he was nowhere to be seen. So, I mean, you guys have been facing a lot of uh, ridicule and prosecution as mascots. That's why I really wanted to bring you Wait, on. Well, uh, have mascots have been facing prosecution from who? Well, from scumbags like yourself. Uh, just um, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a judge. I can't prosecute you, um, anyone, let alone a mascot. I don't know. You think we're all just a bunch of fuzzy creatures who are there for other people's amusement, and we're just low-paid janitors in costumes, and that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, Certainly, I never said anything about. I, I mean, I think you are the, primarily there for entertainment. Yes, I will. I'll agree with that. But being a janitor, I don't see what that. I never said anything like that. Well, I respect I'll have, you, Scott. I assume you get paid well as well. I'll have uh, we actually make uh, less than a Burger King uh, salesman, but I'll have you know yeah. those. You know, I, I'll have you know that I was a uh, lead color guard for my high school, Vanderbeek High, and where is Vanderbeek High? Yeah. Go Trojans, right? It was it was in Orlando, somewhere in your swamp. So you're a local uh, local boy, stuff. So. I'm I'm no boy, sir. Uh, a, well, local okay. Scott, right, Padre, a local Scott, a local mascot. What, what do I say? I don't. Right. I should have been on this other old interview we did with that other mascot because I don't know. I'm breaking all the rules right now. I, mean, I don't know the protocol, pot now. You're, make, you're making you're making a really bad impression right, let me, let me, of yourself. Right, let me, let me and you're gonna get shunned from the mascot community. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Let me apologize for my partner. I mean, he he really is just really insensitive to these things. And well, I, you know, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's his fault completely. I think that um, it's part of the education system. I mean, yeah. can you it tell me them. one? Hi- yeah. can, you, can you tell me one history book that talks about the history of mascots? Uh, do, you no. know, do you even know where they came from? No, no. I, I had to download all my uh, e-books on mascots uh, from the Kindle after. Well, t- yeah. yeah, of course. I'll I'm tell a proactive learner, so you know. I'll t- well, I'll tell you. It started from the Byzantine Empire. That's wow. where mascots. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What happened was the, the Byzantines were reading some old hieroglyphics uh-huh. that they unearthed in Egypt, and they saw that there was a man what looked like a sun ray behind his head. They thought that they were worshiping the sun god. Okay. Uh, Osiris. So it turned out that was a big pom pom behind his head. Oh. It wasn't a sun. It was a pom pom. Natural confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, of course. And then people realized these people aren't worshiping. They're celebrating. And they're celebrating these animals. These animals that you see, like the hawks and all that. Those are actually costumes that people would wear for the king. Wow. And wow. so that's how it all came about. Yeah. Wow. It's all. It's all just a misinterpretation. Am I allowed to speak again, guys, or am I still uh, in time out over here? Do you have a here? question? Do you have an inform- actual I do have a question because okay, I was just trying to listen right now, which I don't usually do, like listen when other people talk. But I was trying now. I, it sounds like stuff was going on back in the day. I wasn't clear what Ray – did you say Ray Allen played for the Suns? I don't – what – well, he did. He did at some point. That's that. The sons came from that chunk of text, the hieroglyphics that were unearthed in Egypt. That that, that yeah, he did. He did start that team, and he did play for that team. So, uh, so if I go to Egypt right now and look in one of these pyramids or whatever you like to call it, I'm going to see some hieroglyphics on there that show the formation of the Phoenix Suns NBA basketball team. Is that what you're trying to tell me, stuff? That is 100% absolutely correct. That is why oh. during World, World War II, Hitler was going all across the globe, traipsing around. He was trying to find all these rare artifacts because it, it had to do with basketball and mascots, and he didn't want yeah. none of that around. Yeah. Oh, man, my education system really did fail me, worse than I thought even. Uh, I didn't know I mean, any of this stuff. Well, I mean, you, you had to learn at some point, Padre. I mean, these mythologies uh, that actually is actual history, not mythologies, dated back centuries and centuries and ago, go deep. And that's why, you know, while you're interested in dunks, uh, there's a bigger meaning to basketball in life that uh, stuff's actually trying to t- talk about right now. So. Oh, well, it right. sounds like, I mean, look, Padnam, it sounds like, you're right. I mean, there is a deeper meaning to all this, and I'm glad I finally learned something great about history. So, stuff. By the way, how'd you learn to ride that hoverboard so good? God damn it, dude. Oh uh, well, I you know I I don't like getting around on my bicycle anymore. I think that's just a waste. I, I, I think it's outdated. I think it's trite. I think it's old and boring and stupid. I think anyone that rides a bike is stupid. I think if you ride a hoverboard, you look cool and smart, and you know how to spend your money wisely. Okay. So I do that a lot in my cul-de-sac. I go around in circles, and I just wave to the neighbors every morning. I pick up the newspapers. I read it. 
and then I put it right back on their front porch, and I just do sur- I do laps. And okay. So, so yeah. previously, before hoverboards seem to have been invented fairly recently, or whatever you call these things, uh, you it, before that happened, did you like literally ride your bicycle around your cul-de-sac and do the same thing? Yeah, I was heavily inspired by Dennis the Menace, and so I, I would just ride my bike around and throw newspapers, get into trouble, all kinds of hijinks, and. But people yeah. probably were cool with it because you're like the big mess of your stuff, the magic dragon. So like, people like you, right? Actually, I got beat up on a regular basis, especially by the oh. black kids. I'm sorry to hear that, I guess. It's <laughs> weird, well, it's a weird relationship, though, because yeah. when I'm on that court, there is nothing better than just when an Afro-American just rubs up against me. And the sweat and the hard work and determination just well, washes over me. That is just I, I really uh, well. Let, let me let me interject a little bit for stuff over here. Yeah, you take this. One. <laughs> so so stuff. Um, I, I'm I'm sure you know this, but Aaron Gordon, who dunked over you on Saturday night, uh, is also half uh, Caucasian. He's half white and half black. Half I had a lot. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of mixed emotions when that happened. Yeah, because um, because part of me. I said, like, "Oh, great! Here we go, another white guy." That's what I thought when I heard his name. Naturally, I don't, yeah, Aaron I don't want. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want that white man sweat. I want. I want that really so, that sweet, so, sweet juice. Let, let me let me do a follow up question here, uh, stuff. So obviously, we went from uh, talking about the oppression that you guys face to talking about <laughs> nut juice <laughs> on your face. Now, when you do, Wait, your did he ma- say nut juice? I didn't hear that from. Him. I think. You oh just, no, not nut. You know. ju- oh whoa, that's you're, you cross, could... you're crossing the line. This is well, one of the worst <laughs> interviews I've ever done. I think you guys are just horrible, terrible people. I think you have well, it out for mascots. Uh, no, 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 he's right. We well, are, no, hold we are on. I don't hold on. I I don't think we can just move past this because you just said a lot of controversial stuff just now stuff, a lot of controversial stuff. And I don't think we can move. I I don't think we can move past it so easily. Primarily, primarily, you did. You didn't really explain how you got so good at hoverboard. I'm not buying it. You just go around a cul-de-sac a few times and now you're able to spin around on a court and have Gordon dunk over you like that. I think you're hiding something from us right now. All right, if you really want to know the truth, I met up with um, Michael J. Fox. Oh, uh, yeah. We we started talking about Back to the Future. This is before. This is about ten ten years ago, mm-hmm. about a decade ago. He said, uh, "Puff, you know that hoverboard." Wait, Puff back- Daddy was there. Puff? Or no, is that his nickname for you? Fox's nickname for you is Puff. That's that's what he called. He calls me Puff. But Puff Daddy was also there. Yes, he oh, was. Confused. He was, uh, he was just chilling in Michael J. Fox's garage smoking Cuban cigars. So as, anyway. As he would. Was he P. Diddy by this point? Ten years ago, I guess that, that probably. That's beyond helped. the point. Continue with the story, so. His, his career. His career. So Michael J. Fox said, you know those, you know that hoverboard in Back to the Future 2, right? I said, I said, yeah, it's like my favorite part. I don't know why it doesn't work over water, but go ahead. So he said, all right, I have a prototype in the garage, and pretty soon they're going to take off. But uh, I, I can't do it with the legs because the Parkinson's. So do you want to try it? Because you look like you're an agile, you know, mascot, and you do like you jump on trampolines, and you you're very you're very agile. And I said, sure. Uh, not, uh, not to get back into your look too. Much. I know I got in trouble with this last time, but you don't look to be to me to be the most agile of fellows. Uh, stuff. I mean, you're kind of a little round, rotund a bit, you know. Whoa, 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 Padre, come on, man. Uh, okay, now he has. I'll give him that. He has a point there. But have you ever? seen those obtuse blobs on so you think you can dance i yep. rest my case my favorite oh show. well favorite case rested i, I can't uh, argue with that that's stuff. just not just that's just how it rolls so again i have problems listening sometimes but what it seems to be like is you and michael j fox collaborated on this hoverboard so even though it just came in the past year or so to be a thing that i've seen at least you really knew how to do it years ago, and that's how you're so good at it. I mean, it's just like any other kind of equipment and military things. You know, drones, they were around 30 years ago. What? Oh, yeah. Drones? The, what else? Yeah. Pogo sticks were invented in the 20s. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that seems like they could have been. Yeah, yeah I, don't. I, feel, I feel like that's pretty <laughs> rational. Steam. Steam. What about Steam. <laughs> Steam was invented earlier than you thought. That was that was um, the kettle industry. Uh-huh. Were these things all in, on hieroglyphics as well with the Phoenix Suns creation, like all these things back in the day? Is this how mascots know about these things? Yes. 
Exactly. A lot of our technology, people think it's from hardworking scientists. It's just it's just a bunch of really smart basketball enthusiasts uncovering hieroglyphics. That's how we got half of what we have now. Makes sense. All right, now you know I want to bring it back to uh, the important issues here. Though, so, so with you, with you guys obviously being abused by NBA players, not respected by cheerleaders and kids dancers, where do you foresee the movement for your fellow mascots moving forward socially? Like, will you guys get the right to vote? Uh, will you be able to marry? You know, mm-hmm. what what what's going on with that? Well, that's a great point. Um, we don't really have a strong union. Um, because our union leader, Terry the Pterodactyl, uh, just gets terrorized. Every time we try and have a meeting, those, those gorgeous, sweaty hunks just b- bust through the door and they berate us and they, they beat us down and they record it. They make vines of us. They make, they make so, gifts of us. Sorry, stuff. What sweaty hunks are you referring to in, in this scenario? Who's, the, who's perpetrating these acts? Those fine gentlemen with the million-dollar calves. Yeah. You're talking about the play, NBA the players. Play, the players, the big boys, yeah, the ones yeah. that make he, the he big can't, He can't actually say any names because yeah, – I'm not, I'm not at liberty, players. yes, because they'll find out and I'll be a human pinata, so oh. we don't – Is this how you got involved with helping Aaron Gordon out in the dunk contest to begin with? You didn't – you were coerced into doing it? I slipped him uh, a couple of fitties into those really smooth, velvety basketball shorts and okay. in those pockets – and then I felt what felt like a deli sausage, like one of those big ones, you know. So I, I once I grabbed it. Hold on, I gotta tell this story. I gotta get this off my chest. Once I grabbed it, we locked eyes, and then that's when I knew I needed to be his dunk buddy. And we didn't even have to have a conversation. So, so you weren't coerced then. So you were in love. Like you're in love with Aaron Gordon. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but as we all know, upon basketball regulations, that's frowned upon. Mascot mm. and player uh, interactions are forbidden. Yeah. No, no, so definitely. That's number one rule. Uh, that, so that, this dunk contest was some forbidden shit that we saw. Like that was some like. Well, that was just the pa- that was the art of the game. There was nothing more to that. But what happened afterwards when we got back to my hotel and we had oh. a couple of rosés, then that's when. Well, I feel like uh, should be his softer side. Aaron Gordon's publicist might not be like to hear this interview. Or you feel think like, Aaron Gordon has a publicist? I don't. Most of the NBA players, I don't know. Probably. Uh, what do you uh, know about that stuff? How protected uh, are these guys? I mean, they have like a basketball mafia. They're they're oh. untouchable. Oh, a mafia. mafia. Yeah, they, 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 it, go, it goes deep. Um, you have the gold captain and then you have the silver commando. Wow. And then the, uh, the orange chief. And you don't want to mess with the chief because then what happens is you'll, you'll run into the Auburn war chief, and he doesn't he doesn't mess around. This is earth-shattering news right now. Finding out right now on this podcast, there is a basketball mafia that controls by, by the Silver Commando. Is, is that what you mafia said? Mafia is very color-based. Yeah. yeah, those are the ranks, and they're very hidden, and it's a well-kept secret, mm-hmm. but I just blew the lid off the whole thing. You're welcome. Hold on. You're trying to blow lids right now. But let me blow the lid off this one because I'm putting something together right now. Padre likes blowing stuff. Uh, mostly lids, but, you know, none of this Aaron Gordon uh, stuff situation, you know, in their hotel room. Uh, 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 what I'm saying is you're talking about this mafia, and, but it's all it's not like what mafias I heard. It's all about these bright colors and what who are the group that's most known for having bright colors all over them. Uh, mascots, specifically NBA mascots. So what it, is what's really going on here is that the mascots are controlling things as the mafia in disguise. Am I making any sense I mean that that would be that would be absolutely absurd, Padre. I mean, look at us. We're pun- we're human punching bags. We get they take their pocket knives because a lot of those basketball players are very thug-like, and they keep basket the basketball knives on them. Right. Sometimes that's how they deflate the balls a little. Anyway, they cut the holes open in our mouthpieces and they shit in there. You think you think we're in charge? No, I ate shit for dinner oh. last night. Wow. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm sorry that you ate shit for dinner. Um, is there any way we could, uh, you know, ignoring all the somewhat racist things that you just mentioned, is there anything we could do to help your cause, though, if anyone would want to? Like, should we donate to anywhere? Should we join any movements? Well, I think we need to really get the movement going. Of, I don't even. We haven't come up with a title yet. Intermasqueracial mm-hmm. relations. Yeah. I, I, I would really just Aaron Gordon. Yeah. 
those shiny, gleaming mm-hmm. eyes and that hunk. Oh, I'm glad I said eyes on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and just dripping with passion. Uh, mm-hmm. Just when when he when that big palm just <laughs> squishes my head. Yep. Like a marshmallow, and he uses me as a springboard to get up. I get up, and it's just <laughs> we get lifted, and it's very spiritual. And I need that to, to carry on the rest of my life, well, and so the other players. Well, you sound like you're so you know. I'm really enjoying this uh, connection that you're having, this deep connection with someone that you found. I very I think, spiritual. Yeah, I think we all aspire to find that special someone, regardless if it's someone putting their uh, a basketball and dunking on top of them, um, whatever way it is. You know, I, I, well said, partner. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Uh, I, I really don't want to really dig deep any more personal questions. Because I, I don't like, want to hear anything else about yeah, this, yeah. this relationship. So what, what, can we, what can we do to make sure that people are aware of relationships between man and mascot and, and also, to add to that, maybe pets? I think well. I think just watch the footage and see the games. I mean, when they tackle us, are they roughhousing us, or are they trying to rub their dicks on us and have fun? And do we want that? Do we want them to rub their dicks on our fuzzy outfits? I know personally, I don't. I I think it's so. I think it's so powerful to get that feeling of those basketball shorts, that silk, that silky, those bumps just rubbing up on. On that little, that weird part that my body had, because it's not a penis or anything, and it's just so interesting to feel what's going on there, you know. So right, when you so watch cool. us getting tackled and right. all that stuff, are we are we really getting tackled, or are we just are we exploring each other's bodies? Now, do you have a preference at what time of the game this is happening? Do you want it at the end of the game when they're all sweaty, or do you want all the time? The- okay, all right, just, just make sure every second. Okay, good. I'm gonna. I I sit there. I sit there and I watch like a hawk. Mm-hmm. Waiting to strike my meat. <laughs> wait, so wait, are you also eating some particular meat? Or are you referring? To- I think he's equating these uh, NBA. No, no, no. Let the man answer his question. Human meat. I uh, well, I do love Hebrew nationals, but I also like the Afro-American uh, packages. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm branding for that. But yeah, I was thinking of some, but I couldn't. I couldn't nope. think of any off the top of my head. Nope. Uh, that doesn't make that's sense. another sponsor we're never going to get now. You know. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show, stuff. It was very enlightening. I guess we learned a lot. I mean, is there anything you want to close with here? Uh, any, pl- we- any plugs? Any twitters? Yeah. Any any things that well, you? I'm just, to- I'm just. Yeah, I'll just say that uh, stuff would like to get stuffed by Aaron Gordon. And uh, I think that's clear. I think that's pretty clear. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, he would also like to get plugged by Aaron Gordon. Um, that's the plug that he wants. Also, you should listen to. Um, I think there's this, there's this crazy guy. He might even be crazier than me. Yeah. His name is Cat Johnson's Half Hour uh, Radio Hour or Radio. <laughs> half Wait, Cat Johnson's Thirty Minute Radio Hour. Yeah, he's this wild guy. That's he's the CEO of Netflix, and it's oh. just a really. It's I mean, a really that guy. I've heard that guy talk before. He's a pretty funny guy. So yeah, everyone should go listen to that. Is it a podcast? I mean, they produce casts over the pod, so I'm guessing that's how it works. Yeah, it's a yeah. podcast. That's one way to say that. All right. Pa- Padre, act like you've been there before. Come on, man. It's, I'm not a good actor, and I'm sorry. Well, apologize for uh, – I want to apologize to a couple of people. I want to apologize to, uh, to first, obviously, youth stuff uh, for any insensitive stuff that Padre said to you. I also want to – I want to apologize to all the listeners that are still listening right now, listening to all the insensitive stuff that was just reiterated. But thank you again for listening. I don't have anything other than check out Brooklyn Rebound on Twitter and Facebook. Padre, you got any plugs? I mean, look, you got to listen to any podcast on Podboys Productions Network. But stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound and uh, as well, you know, listen to Mr. Zerelvin podcasts that come out on this feed. Of course, that's more football related. But uh, stay tuned. You like football? I'm sure this will be good. Well, I really like all those dreadlocks that all those tough guys have and those little pirate caps that most of them wear. and caps. Those like do-rag pirate caps. Um, oh, oh, those ones. All right. I want to see some football players have hooks for hands. I think he was mentioning like the Tampaneer Buccaneers. I think he likes the Bucks. That's what he was trying to say. I like them and the Raiders. It's just it's a big fantasy amount for a football player mm-hmm. to, to dress to raid, up like. Yeah. I want I want him to raid every orifice and going hard and just score a touchdown in the glory zone. You know. Okay. 
very specific zone. Uh, usually it's the end zone, but that whatever. You got a nickname for everything. It's, All right, the, goal, it's the goal zone for me. Yeah, it's <laughs> glorious to score a touchdown, so, yeah. you know, why not? Well, football season's over, so we're just going to be having some basketball podcasts, but hopefully stuff you can join us. Well, that's us. what I'm trying to say now. We'll still up periodically have these Mr. Relevance. Not every week like it's been, but we're still going to have them, so look out for that. And, yeah, that's my end of my plug. All right, guys, I'll do it for this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Good day, Brooklyn. Good night, rest of the world. Let's go Nets. Peace. Puff, puff, the magic dragon Live by the sea And frolic in the autumn In a land called Anlee Puff, the magic dragon Live by the sea And frolic in the autumn In a land